There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everyone. Before we start this exciting episode today, I just want to tell you a little bit more about Joshua's Unlimited Abundance Bootcamp. We have now been doing three bootcamps. We're getting ready for our fourth one coming up in July. And it is unquestionably the most life-changing thing I've ever witnessed or been a part of. I'm now going to be taking my fifth bootcamp. This bootcamp was channeled in December of 2018. We had the first bootcamp on January 4th. The second one started January or February 7th. And the third one started in April. The fourth one is starting July 8th, and you have a chance to get in on this now. Simply send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com, and I will send you some information, and we'll have a conversation about it. You can talk to me directly about this, as well as any other previous bootcamp member. There's been about 50 who have gone through, and every single one of them has had some kind of life-changing experience as a result of the bootcamp. It is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's a eight-week intensive course that we take together as a group. We go into it during week one. Everyone has a coach. There's reading material. There's homework. There's assignments to do every week. We have coaching calls. We have special Joshua Lives. And it all culminates in an eight-week intensive kind of process. It takes you from wherever you are now vibrationally, and it moves you step-by-step, week-by-week, to a completely new idea of what life is all about, what you're all about, how the system of physical reality actually works, what the laws of the universe are, and it teaches you how to engage in those laws to become the most effective and less limited version that you've ever been. Once you do this, once you become effective in understanding how to work with the laws of the universe, as opposed to how we all did it before, including me, how we were sort of living in opposition of how the system works. You step into your true power. You receive the keys that engage the law of attraction. Keys that you may have understood them to some extent, But because of this process, it's an active participation process, you realize how the system works. You realize what you were doing to limit yourself, and you simply drop those limitations. You become highly effective. So the next boot camp starts early July. We're getting everyone ready to go. There should be about 50 or 60 people in this boot camp. You can be in this boot camp too. But you have to send me an email joshuateachings at gmail.com, 
and you have to talk to me about it. Make sure you're ready. Make sure that this is something for you. We'll have a conversation. I'll explain it to you in detail, and we'll go from there. Don't let your fear stop you. If you have some inkling that you want to move in the direction of who you are, if you want to find your soul's purpose and develop yourself as an effective co-creator with the universe to create the life you truly desire, the life that I have found, the life that others have found, well, join us. All it takes is a simple email to me to get the process started, and we'll go from there. But push past your fear and send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this, and enjoy our episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. We all have these people in our lives that are annoying, or they cause problems, or there's something that they're just not behaving in a way that we can handle. And so we uh, say, okay, we're going to use the law of attraction, and we are going to only look at their positive aspects. And this means that we will just see the best in them, we'll exude love and acceptance of them, we will allow them to be who they are, and we won't get upset by their behavior. Yet, that isn't enough, it doesn't seem. And so we're talking about a question here from Sam, who has a coworker that she's working with that's just so annoying, and she's gotten you know, in trouble and they're not going to hire her back and the atmosphere is really thick and horrible. And this person's going to be gone in a little while, but how does she deal with this person while she's still here? And how does she do it in a loving and accepting way that aligns with who she really is and what she knows about the laws of the universe? So this is a higher level way to think about those people in our lives that get under our skin. On the round table today, we have Wendy Pierce. Hi, Wendy. Hey, Gary. And Mark Shahada. Hi, Mark. Well, hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello. All right. So, you know, we all have these people, and especially at work, and we're like, how, do we just get rid of them? I was, remember, <laughs> I was uh, in college, and I worked at this restaurant. I was a waiter, and it was a cool place. And when I got there, it was like all these people who were into drugs, and all these really annoying people and everything. And within six months, all they were all gone and all my friends were working there. And it was oh. the most fun thing in the world. And I'm like, looking back, I go, oh my God, I used the law of attraction to get rid of all these people I didn't like <laughs> and replace them with all my friends. <laughs> well, how did you deal? Like, how did you deal with them? Like the people, the annoying people, like how did you respond to them? Well, you know, back then I was very resistant to them. And yeah. There was a bunch of different people, but there was this one girl that was a waitress, totally annoying and totally bragging about how much money she would make on tips and things and just trying to control everything. And the rest of us by that time had enough of her. But one time I remembered that she had this hundred dollar bill. This is back in the eighties and it was part of her, her uh, wallet of money. Cause back then we used to make the change right there at the table. Um, and so it got wet. And so she put it on the coffee maker pad there where the coffee is to get warm and to dry oh. off. And so oh. we took the $100 bill and we took one of the carbons from inside the credit card <laughs> things. And so we waited for her to come around. We lit it on fire and we said, hey, Joy, <laughs> your, your, your buddy is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> she must have loved that one. She freaked out. She snapped it out and 
Oh man! <laughs> and Phil, what, what is the uh, enlightening law of attraction story about this? I don't know, uh, but I yeah. realized her name was Joy. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man! She was, she was anything but you know um, anything but opposite. Yeah. Anything, it's the name to be opposite of anything but Joy. Anything but Joy. Yeah. So <clears throat> now it's like okay. Well, I want to deal with this on a higher level. How do I completely accept everyone? And generally, those people I attract now are all like us, like-minded. Yeah. They're all interesting. They're all fun to be with. There isn't one annoying person that's in my physical reality at all here now. And yeah. it's great. But I was playing, when we were playing poker, we played poker with, you know, about 300 of the same people. And of those 300, 95 eight percent of them were awesome and the two percent really stood out and so yeah. i would just practice acceptance and practice acceptance but it was so hard to do you know yeah. they would keep annoying you and keep mm -hmm. doing these things and this one yeah. guy actually got <laughs> he was an older guy he had been a staple of this card room for years and years he had been there for 20 30 years you know wow and he was there every day. He played every single tournament. And so we would all bump into him every day. And people were always talking negative about him and stuff. And I'm just trying to accept him, trying to accept him. But he was the most annoying person. So one day when I wasn't there, he's playing poker and he gets beaten in the hand by this girl. And he grabs her and gives her an Indian burn, right? Oh, no. So she complains. And then, then he gets... Um, banned for like a month or something. He comes back the next day and started yelling at one of the managers. And so they banned him for life. And I was mm -hmm. like, that was easy. And the whole atmosphere of that place changed from then wow. on. It is like, yeah. if you could just get rid of these people, you yeah. know, but that's not the work. The no. work is to to figure out what your limiting belief is. What is right. it that you yeah. think, you know, and yeah. we're so programmed to make people, you know, Wrong. assimilate yes. into whatever yeah. we think is proper. Right. Yeah. And, and judgments. Like we went to the local donut shop this morning and it's, it's a, it's a place full of characters. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And it was funny because I was with Tom and he's like, you know, like yeah, this guy's just cutting in front of us. This guy's just, and I was like totally oblivious to it because I set my intentions this morning that I was going with the flow. I was just going to accept whatever came and be easy about it. So I'm just kind of sitting there like, looking around at the donuts and he's like, and this guy's cutting in front of us. And I'm like, where? What? <laughs> I was like oblivious uh, to all this stuff wow. that was jacking him up. And it's like, I just, I don't know. I just, now I'm just going in with the intention that everybody is doing the best on their path that they can. And you know what? Good for you. Good for you. Good for me. Let's just keep going. You know, <laughs> Yeah. no judgment. There's just no judgment. I have no idea. You know, why, why would I judge something that I have no idea about? Right. You have, you don't have all the information. Mm -mm. Yeah. Nor do I want to. You know, I don't even want to anymore. It's, I used to want to know, like, oh, what's going on over here? What's going on over there? It's like, uh -huh. now nah, I got you know, only got so much room in this bubble. <laughs> yeah. I used to get really annoyed with crying babies, and that's totally uh -huh. gone away now for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
I, I see, now you realize they're just, yeah, they're just expressing their discomfort with something. Totally. And they're, yeah. they're expressing it the way we should be expressing our dis- discomfort because they're right. strong negative emotion. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. We, we've done that down. But uh, I was listening to a podcast today where this woman was trying to become a citizen in Switzerland. She had moved there from Norway when she was younger. And so now she wants to become a citizen. Her kids are citizens. And one of the things is you like, uh, like here in America, you take a test, but in Switzerland, the town all meets to vote on you and to vote you in. And if the town doesn't oh, vote wow. you in, you can't become a citizen. Wow. <laughs> so, so she lived in a very small town. And one thing that she did was she complained about the church bells in town that the <laughs> church bell would go off at six in the morning and wake her up. Uh, and it's like, there's no reason for a church bell to go off at six in the morning, but this was the tradition and everything. And that complaint got picked up by the newspaper and the newspaper wrote, wrote an article about her. She's out. And then, yeah. and then she's like, and then all the people noticed who she was. And then she was talking to the reporter about that article and also mentioned that um, the cows shouldn't have cowbells because she's an animal <laughs> activist, right? <laughs> And it was like, can you imagine Switzerland without cowbells? It's like, that's what Switzerland is. And so they all got together in town hall and they all voted that she couldn't be a citizen. Wow. <laughs> and, so, and so what's the enlightening message on this story, Gary? <laughs> well, people want you to assimilate, you know, yeah. in society and they don't like yeah. outliers, but we are supposed to be outliers. We are supposed uh, to brave, we are supposed to brave new trails, right? Is that the word for it? We're supposed yeah. to blaze new, blaze new trails. Yeah. 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 You know, I had the same thing yesterday. We were at um, the graduation, the Naval Postgraduate School uh, graduation. Everybody's very in order and in line. And so when they said Dylan, I said, woohoo, yeah, woohoo. And Tom's like, I'm like, Tom, this is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, maybe you should leave. <laughs> like, why? You know what I mean? So it's like, why? It's going to be just so strict. Don't show your emotions. I mean, I was excited for the kid. And I was going to let him know. <laughs> yeah. I had the baby going, woo, woo, woo. Uh, <laughs> and nobody cared, I'm sure. Nobody cared. Right. Are we ever going to see those people again? No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who cares? So I think if we look at, so the, like, you know, you're going through life or you're going through like, a, you know, you, you go to Starbucks and then there's, there's that one person who annoys you or you're in a job and there's that one person who annoys you, rubs you the wrong way. You know, it's, I think it's our opportunity to say, okay, like, like you said earlier, Gary, it's about your limiting beliefs. Like, yeah. like there's something in you that, you know, you can process so that you can get past it. So eventually this person doesn't irritate you. And, and that's just a part, an aspect of you that can, that needs to be processed so that yes. you can kind of deal with that. Yeah. Joshua in the Joshua live yesterday was talking about whenever you make a judgment or make a decision or do anything, think about that from the perspective of who you truly are. Right. If you're authentically a magnificent and limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance, if that's who you are being, you no one's going to be annoyed. Be right. Annoyed, right. Right. Yeah. Right. The only way you can be annoyed is because you're being this limited uh, version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. But for, you know, for all of us who are 
are making our way towards our soul's purpose or living in alignment of who we truly are and who are exploring who we truly are and not who we're not, you know, then we think about, okay, if I am this most authentic, most evolved, conscious, aware being of love, why am I feeling this way? Right. Mm -hmm. So that feeling is always based on a limiting belief that other people should be different than they are in order for you to be happy. Right. Whenever you say that conditions should be different in order for you to feel good, what you're saying is you're a victim to other people because now they're creating in your reality. Right. You say, if they weren't here, I'd feel good. Well, no, they're not responsible for how you feel. You are. And yeah. you want to be more and more and more responsible for how you feel. And so the reason you don't feel good is because of a limiting belief. This person is actually here to show you that limiting belief. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. maintain that limiting belief, there's going to be more and more people like that. That's right. And you're not going to get to, to become that version of you you intended to become. And the challenge usually is like what, what happens, you go to work and then, you, uh, you know, most people, what they'll do is just blame and focus on the other person. Oh, they're so annoying. They do this, they do that. Mm -hmm. and, and instead look at, now, when you look at yourself, not to blame yourself, that's the other, I think that's one reason why people don't want to look at themselves because they think it's a way of blaming yourself. When you take responsibility for your life, they're like, well, you know, sometimes you, you have resistance to that because you don't want to feel bad about you, yourself. Right. Yeah. So it's not a matter of feeling bad about yourself. It's just a matter of looking at it. Okay, what's going on within me that, that they're irritating me? How can I take the higher perspective? And it's something, it, there's a gift in it. There's, yeah, there's it, that's the key. If you look at it as a gift, yeah. not as something's wrong with you, it's like, oh, this is being shown to me today. All right, why is it being shown to me today? What, what is there for me to process today? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that goes to the very elemental system here is that people tend to shy away from negative emotion mm -hmm. because they take it personally. Mm. You know, They yeah. say that this manifestation event happened because, you know, I am stuck in this job and right. I can't get out of a job. And if I was better than I was, I wouldn't be here anyway, right? Right. I'd be yeah. in management and then I could do something about it. I'd have more control over the conditions. And yeah. we're saying that the new approach to life is to understand that it's always working out for you. And when these things happen, when any manifestation event happens, that is a gift, from the universe and it has information and you can process that. But yeah, if you take it personally, you're going to say, well, if I process it, it's going to be about me. I'm bad or wrong for having yeah. limiting beliefs. No, right. you have them. You intended to have them. And our work is to peel away the layers of those limiting beliefs to reduce the intensity. Yeah. And the other, the last part of that, I think, well, not the last part of it, but one big part of it is sometimes you can process stuff and that person it's still annoying you. Like, mm. like it could be a long, it could, it oh, could take a there's while. There's a few people right? in my life that are, right? it's going to be a lifelong time of, of, I think, of processing stuff. Like they're right. going to just continually show me right. aspects of myself that I would like to release. <laughs> yes. Right. And, so, and then, so there are 
our best teachers, right? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. You know what? And it's so freeing because there's a couple people in my life that I've done that with where I thought, oh, you know, if this would just change, if this would just be just be a little bit different. But then the minute I said, okay, this is a master teacher. I'm going to be aware. I'm going to notice what's going on. Every time I'm in their presence, I'm going to be on high alert just for to see what's coming to me. What what's coming now? Be aware of how I can process it in the moment versus, you know, taking it in and getting all that negative emotion going. I would like to learn to as it comes in, process it, skip the whole negative emotion part if possible and just realize that there's a huge limiting belief and it's very deep and there's going to be a few times it's going to show up because there's lots of layers. That's awesome. Well, you're taking this stance of curiosity, which is highly Mm -hmm. empowering instead of the stance of victimhood. Yes. That is highly limiting. And even when I I notice, I'm noticing more and more when I'm uncomfortable, like things are being said and I start getting uncomfortable and I just take a deep breath and realize that this is all for all of us here. You know, what, what's the limiting beliefs here? What's my limiting beliefs? I can't tell anybody else what their limiting beliefs are, but what's my limiting beliefs about this? What can I do to make myself feel good about this moment and then go forward? And yeah. it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not, I'm going to say it's hard. It's just, I have to be aware. I have right. to be, stay in the moment. And that's when Josh was always talking about being present in the moment. I get that now because if I'm not focused here if i'm off thinking about something else it catches me off guard and it's like being you know like yes. you know sucker punched versus i'm ready for it kind of thing you know yeah. yeah and a big point of this too is that the idea is not to rid yourself of the limiting belief because right. that's not possible right. i get it's that <laughs> to reduce the intensity so the next time you don't feel as intense but there's a catch 22 there because as you reduce the intensity you stay in alignment more, so you mm. feel better more. So now your natural sensitivity increases because you're yes. not numbing it. Yes. And so it'll seem more intense the next yes. time, even though you've done the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. you can see that this just raises your vibration in all areas because yeah. you're in alignment more often. Right. And, but yeah. the, you know, the thing about being in alignment more often is you just n- notice negative emotion more intensely. Mm-hmm. And so that those people seem, even though you're doing the work, like mm-hmm. they're just as annoying as they've always been. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. there's still a little bit more yep. work. You just yeah, there's like, a lot of more continue. work. Yeah. Just continue with it. Well, there's also we've only been doing this for a few years now. So right. there's, I mean, we've come a long way, but yeah. compared to <laughs> 50 years before this of programming and momentum, yeah. This last five years has been miraculous, really. Oh, I know. I know. Gosh. And I think back in some situations, it's like, man, if I would have known just a little bit of this, how different it would have turned out, but then I wouldn't be here. So, you know, right. it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Mark, do you have a quote? Yeah, I have a long quote. Excellent. Well, we have five hours, so why not? Are we doing five-hour session? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. And then we're, we're going to... Edit it and then if yeah, it doesn't then we work, we'll do it. 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> a 60 minute commercial blurb. <laughs> All right, here we go. Imagine that you could slow down time and analyze that you were feel what you were feeling while right in the middle of a manifestation event. That was spelt wrong. It should have been manifestational event. <laughs> but that's okay. We'll overlook that. That's just a typo. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you would realize that this event was happening for your benefit and there 
and there is important information contained with it. You would adjust your approach from defensiveness to curiosity. This is just what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. geez, what are the odds? Wow. <clears throat> the next thing you would acknowledge was how you are feeling. You feel bad because your perspective is limited. Knowing this, you would be aware that your ego will try to defend your persona. You know that your persona is false and that you are not attached to it. But you are not aware of the tactics your ego will employ so that you might escape this event with your persona intact. The ego believes that to defend, that to defend the persona, you must, you must withdraw and display your emotions so that the attacker, your husband, will alter his behavior. So this is a specific answer to a specific question. Of course, you realize that this won't be effective and instead you must find a new perspective while in the midst of these very strong negative emotions. You must keep your wits about you. Okay, so it continued. Yeah. In this moment, it is really possible to analyze your fears and find evidence. I'm sorry. In this moment, is it really possible to analyze your fears and find evidence to prove them false? It certainly is. You simply have a habit of reaction. You can create a new habit. You can become more aware. You can slow down with, you can slow down your reaction times. You can stop and think. You can leave the room. You can stop defending yourself. You do not ever have to be right. Your husband cannot make you wrong. Your husband does not have to change for you to love him. He does not have to change for you to feel better. You can manage your emotions. You can rationally think your way out of these negative emotions. You can take control of your own power rather than relying on others to constantly and consistently play nice. So there's, there's two more small paragraphs. Yeah. The only thing you can control is your reaction. Your reactions are currently based in fear. You can choose to base every reaction in love. You can allow everyone to be who they are. You can accept everyone as who they are being, while also knowing that they are a mere shadow of who they really are. You can see them as who they really are, even if they are being somewhat less than that right now. The last paragraph here is, the ball is entirely in your court. You are absolutely responsible for your perspective. Your negative emotions hinge on the perspective you choose. Choose the proper perspective and you will offset the need for negative emotion. It is not your desire or your resistance that matters. You simply have to manage your perspective. The faster you can find the higher perspective, the sooner you'll feel better. Feeling better is the only thing that really matters. Wow. wow. Do you happen to know the date from that quote when that quote was written? <laughs> I can find it. I can find because it. Because that, you know what? I'll tell you people, this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you right now, it works really well. <laughs> it, it <works. laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, that's the whole thing about the persona, this false identity that we've created to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And when that persona is attacked, we react, it's the ego reacting, to defend it. And, you know, years ago, if you were living in a small village and you had this persona, which allowed you to maintain your status in the village or your acceptance, if that was attacked, it was life or death because if you were kicked out of the society, you'd be dead. Right. So that's part of the survival process or survival instinct. Yet in, it leaks into all kinds of things that doesn't need to leak into yeah. because we're all taught to be good 
And when we're, you know, that's like the foundation of our personas. And so when someone criticizes us or attacks us for not, you know, they, what they're saying is you're not good, mm-hmm. then that ego jumps in, you receive urges, and the ego asks you to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's right. no need to defend yourself because that's not how this universe works, you know. Yeah. Right. And take it a step further. It may not even be what they said. It may, may be what you're thinking they're thinking. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like we're making up these right. thoughts that we don't even know that that's what they're thinking, and right. yet we're judging our whole worthiness on what they're thinking. Yeah. It's so like, and just if you think about it, that's so ridiculous, yet that's how we're all marching straight forward, right. you know? Yeah, what if you they have think of me? an insecurity about a certain aspect of yourself, mm-hmm. and someone else says something, they may not mean that at all. Right. But you're taking it that way. And, and you can see this in... You know, in if you're in a conversation with somebody, you can see their body language and their facial expression and the context of how they're saying it. And you can say, okay, they're probably not meaning anything bad. But in text messages, you don't get that part. You just get the words. And so people take those words to mean things they don't mean all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, since it's all about perception – you can read that same thing or hear the same thing, you know, now, and you can hear and read that same thing six months from now when you're a different person and you have a totally different response to it yeah. and, and feeling about it. Yeah. yeah. Because of but, who you are, your perspective. Yeah. And so adopting that, you know, sense of curiosity rather than that strict resistance to this person should not be saying these things, you know. Yeah. No, the person should be saying these things because I have a limiting belief that I want to deal with. In order for me to move to, to become who I truly am, I've got right. to deal with that limiting belief. Yeah. Right. I want to. I don't yeah. want to live this greater life of right. reaction so, and insecurity. So yeah. how is this for me? That's the, you know, what, right. whatever's going on right now, how is this for me? And that right there, Mark, is like we're not even taught to think like that because if you think, how is this for me? Oh, how selfish are you? You know, uh, all you do is think about yourself kind of thing. Well, that's exactly right. what we should be doing is thinking about ourselves, but we're always put others first. You know, what about their right. feelings? Well, screw their feelings. I need to work on my own feelings, you know, <laughs> but we don't think like that at all. And that's a lot of momentum to turn around. It yeah. Um, all right, let's get in, into this question here. Okay, hold on. Hi, Joshua. I work in a special needs school, and I started at the end of November around the same time as another woman called Julie. Julie is only a year older than me, and from the beginning, I found some of her behaviors challenging, but we generally got on well. We take our students swimming every Friday and oversee them in the changing rooms and pool, in the changing rooms and pool, trying to help them be as independent as possible. Just before the Easter holidays this year, Julie and I had an altercation when we were in with our two female students in the changing room. Julie became very angry with me in front of the students, and this was reported to management back at school by another member of staff who said she was appalled by Julie's behavior. Later that day, I was told that I had acted very professionally in the situation and that Julie would be dealt with after the two-week break. Back at school a couple of weeks later, I didn't hear anything, but Julie, I believed, was distinctly different with me. Off with me is a phrase we use in England. I later learned from management that she had been reprimanded by the head about the incident, but it was made clear I hadn't been the one to report her. A few weeks 
went, a few more weeks went by with a few incidents involving Julie that had not been in the best interest of the students, and I've since learned that her contract has not been renewed. She will work until the end of the summer term, another six weeks, and not return for the new school year in September. Now the atmosphere isn't positive, and I'm letting this get to me. I know this event is for me. I can see many of my limiting beliefs reflecting in Julie, worthiness, victimhood, aging, immaturity, avoidance, inability to listen properly to name but a few, but I have to work with her for another six weeks. I've tried listing all her positive traits and imagining sending her love before I get to work, but in the moment when she is making comments, I feel my energy diminishing and I can't reach for the higher feeling. I feel stuck, small, helpless, and unable to communicate much like I used to when I was a small child being left in foster homes or places I didn't know. What I really want to do is run away or for her to disappear, change the conditions. I feel guilty that she hasn't had her contract renewed when I'm told I'm an important member of the staff and they don't want to lose me, especially when I know this isn't what I'm doing, I want to be doing long term. This situation seems so petty on the surface, but is bringing up so much that I have to process and I must be ready for it or it wouldn't be happening. But I could use your guidance, please. Love, Sam. Isn't that the truth? The little things are always bring up their big, for me anyways, <laughs> the little things will bring up huge limiting beliefs. And yeah. yeah. And so, you know, Sam had this uh, childhood where she was in foster homes. And so this, that kind of childhood obviously brings up lots of feelings about unworthiness. Yeah. Anytime, you know, that happens anytime that you're sort of having this feeling of abandonment. Sure. My parents left because I'm not worthy of them, whether they died or got divorced or anything. You know, if one parent leaves, that is such a common, common feeling that we carry, you know, limiting belief. But if yeah. Sam's going to be who she truly is and do what she's meant to do, you know, and I see this so many boot camp people too. I don't want to give anything away, but you can see where they're going and how they're expressing who they truly are in the old approach to life, getting jobs that are, you know, teachers a lot of times or, or in this sort of thing. Um, for her to get to where she can be confident being who she really is, she has to deal with the limiting belief, right? That's just what manifestation events are for. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Yep. So, Mark, do you want to read for Joshua? Okay. Dear Sam, the fact that you feel negative emotion underlies the inherent belief that you think things should be different than they are. You perceive positive emotion when your perception of reality is aligned with your inner self's perception of your reality. Your inner self knows that everything is working out perfectly. In times like these, you perceive that your reality is flawed. You wish it was different than it is. You assume, you assume that you would feel better if things were different. Okay. So this, I like this first statement. Yeah. This is why we feel good and why we feel bad. Mm-hmm. If we perceive that our life is working out as we think it should, then we feel positive emotion. We okay. feel good. And all we're doing is saying, it seems like things are working out, mm-hmm. so I'm going to feel good. Right. Yeah. And what that means is that our perspective is similar to our inner self's perspective. Mm-hmm. That our inner self knows things are working out perfectly. And in this moment, we perceive that things are working out perfectly, so we're in alignment. 
Right. When we perceive that something isn't working out right, like a manifestation event, then we use that as our excuse to feel bad. Or we say, um, things aren't working out right. Our inner self is saying, no, things are working out right. And I'm going to give you negative emotions so you know that right. your perspective is limited. So right. the easiest thing to do is when you have negative emotion, realize you're looking at life from a limited perspective, change your perspective, reach for the higher perspective, and you'll feel that feeling of relief and you'll gain alignment again. Yeah. Now, if you can't do it, that's when you work on the limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and what people do is they tie the negative emotion they're feeling to whatever's happening. So they link it. So they think it's whatever's happening is making them feel negative emotion. Yeah. Or even how about this, tying it to your self-worth. Why do I have to feel like this? Why do I right. always feel like this? Or why do I let that bother me? You know what I mean? It's like right. there's more to it. And But we always, for me anyways, my go-to was why me? Why am I doing this? Mm. It's not, you know, like looking at it. And that was probably a huge flag from my inner being saying, yeah, why you? Take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, when you think, when you wish things are different, what you're saying is, I'm a victim to fate. Right. And the only way I can control it is by wishing things are different. And that's like from a very power, powerless and, and unempowering perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is what Josh was saying in the first sentence, is that you're approaching life as a victim, not as the creator. If you yeah. approach life as the absolute creator of your reality, you would look at this and you say, okay, this is for me. This, mm-hmm. There's something in here that ha- is happening on purpose so that I can get to an, uh, the next level. Right. Yeah. But, but generally what everyone says, what we used to say all the time was, that person is doing something to make me feel bad. And you see right. people say this all the time. You know, you mm-hmm. shouldn't trigger me. It's your responsibility to make sure that I'm not triggered. Mm-hmm. It's, it's your responsibility to make sure I don't have any manifestation events. But right. the manifestations <laughs> are a gift. You don't want to, you know, people with their parent, uh, parents with their kids try and smooth out these manifestation events mm-hmm. and they just don't equip, equip them with this ruggedness to deal with their emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sam's on the right track here. I mean, she understands that it's for her and that there's some limiting beliefs there and it's just a lot of practice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I always think of... Um, you know, I listen a lot to Joe Rogan and the comedians are always talking about their times when they bombed. Mm. And so I have this, you know, this imaginary journey to become from an open micer to a successful stand-up comedian. Just imagine you have to go through a hundred performances where you totally bomb. Oh, right. And 10 of those will be ones where you want to give up this profession. Yeah, right? they're mm-hmm. so bad. And in order to get to that level where you want to be, you have to go through these experiences because yeah. they will change you, you know? Yeah. And if you don't go through these experiences, you're just going to be an open micer your entire life. <laughs> it's yeah. a great metaphor for life. It is too. And I get excited about those, you know what I mean, those failures, quote unquote, because you're one step closer to being where you want to be. Absolutely. Right? You yep. have to have them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If Julie was a good person and behaved properly, you believe that you would feel better. Therefore, you believe that she has the ability to create in your reality. You assume that your negative emotion is caused by her behavior. 
However, your reaction to her creates your reality. If you react in a way that is not aligned with how your inner self sees the situation, you receive negative emotion. It has nothing to do with Julie. She cannot create in your reality. It only has to do with your reaction. The reaction, that reaction is based on a limiting belief. I almost see this as like a, a test. Hmm. All right, yeah. you've done some work. Let's see where you are. Right. Let's, let's gauge that reaction. Are oh, you I feel that all the time. Don't you guys? I mean, don't you feel yeah, like don't always. You handle that really well. How about this? Zing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes the curveball. Yeah. Curveball. <laughs> so imagine that Sam is going to become this this highly powerful and effective person. Yeah. Now that version of Sam has to be able to deal with these situations and react to them. Yes, exactly. In love. Yeah. Exactly. And the version of Sam that reacts to her now is not that version. So she has to become this new version. How she becomes it is by noticing these limiting beliefs around worthiness. That's exactly right. That's what I tell myself Like as a life coach. I know I want to be the best life coach it can be to be able to deal with different situations. So when I have situations that come up that are challenging, I'm like, okay, I got to learn how to deal with this. You know, I got to process whatever I need to process so that I can be the best life coach I can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that Joshua tells me that all the time. You go through all these trials and tribulations and body pains and illnesses and chronic illnesses and all that so that I will have a better understanding when other people come along that mm-hmm. are going through the same thing. I'll be able to help them process a little bit quicker. Right. Exactly. Because you'll have a higher perspective mm-hmm. and they'll have a limited perspective. And all we're ever doing is showing people another perspective That's so they can get there too. That's mm. so cool. Yeah. So cool. All right. Okay. You believe that if people liked you, then you would feel good. But since you cannot control what people think of you or how they behave, because that is dictated by their set of limiting and beneficial beliefs, you therefore have no control over your own feelings. All you can do is imagine that if they were different, then you could feel better. This is the victim's mentality. You are not a victim. You are a creator. And so for you to move forward to become who you truly are, you must process these limiting beliefs. Julie is simply showing up to help you get to the next level of your conscious awakening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So imagine now leaning into the situation instead of resisting it. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, you know, it's not for the lighthearted, but I'm sure Sam's going to do just fine. And so, um, well, how long ago did she write this question? Because she's only, you know, got a limited time with this woman to work on some deep things. <laughs> and I mean, it'll show up for her again in someplace else if she doesn't process well, yeah. it. But. Well, see, th- th- this fact that it's a limited time is another facet of this because she could just stick her head in the sand, yeah. avoid this woman, and know that in six weeks this woman's gone, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but actually she's like saying, I want to engage this. I want right. To handle this differently, I realize I'm resistant to it. Yeah. I've used what tools I have learned so far, and those don't seem to be working. Right. So she's already starting off with yeah. a creator mentality instead of a victim mentality. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's cool, too, because she's going to be in the next boot camp starting July 8th. Oh, and nice. so she's already at yeah. this level. She got the free course. And if anyone wants a free course, just email me at Joshua 
teachings at gmail.com. It's a free course on um, seven days of processing your limiting beliefs. And it's really amazing just that seven-day change that happens with people who are doing it. Because unless you look at this idea of processing limiting beliefs, and, and it has two pages of processing for each time you have a manifestation event during that seven day period. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you write in there yeah. and it takes you on this, you know, what's the manifestation event? What's the emotion? What do you think the limiting belief is? Is the limiting belief true or false? You know, and, and now find the prove it's false and mm-hmm then do you understand how this was for your benefit? Can you see it now from this new perspective? Mm. I love that whole little process. I carry one in my purse. Just not not that I don't always, not that I always have the time to sit down and write it out, but if I can just glance at it and it reminds me of like the steps to go through, I love it because it just like, it gets me, okay, yeah, what's the, all right, okay, got it. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) It's like, Mm. oh, I see what's going on here. And it's Mm. easy to, you know, process it in the moment. Sometimes I'll go home later and write about it because I'm really, since the boot camp, I'm really enjoying writing processes out I get that hand to paper for me because I'm very visual I prefer to keep a written calendar versus a calendar on my phone I just that's how I see things I if I see a space once I can remember it forever if I see it yeah you know all that no I have to see things so I love that process that that's worth gold to me um one one reason that Joshua uses the process of handwriting these things mm-hmm. is that what you're really doing is you're bringing forth thoughts from a higher level, a higher vibration. Uh-huh. You know, you do it, no one does it when they're in the moment of it. They do it after a bit of contemplation. Yeah. They get into more of a state of alignment and now you're actually in alignment because what that state is is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And you're doing this work. So you you have to read the question and then you have to write it down in your hand. And because it's slow to write it in your hand compared to typing it, mm-hmm. you have to spend time receiving thought. Mm. That thought is oh, yeah. that thought is actually your oh, inner okay. self yeah. giving you the thoughts. Yeah, right? and you have to hold on to it for a minute because you have to write it out. Like exactly. Like, oh man, I never yeah. thought. If, of if that. you are aligned, right? Yeah. Well, people do it when they're when they're if you get into that state of curiosity, mm-hmm. right. When you're doing the work, that is alignment. Okay. Yeah. I've actually done it from the state of pissed off too. Like, I'm <laughs> really pissed, pissed off. off about something and not understood what's going on. And I sit down and, and start that manifestation process and write about it. And half time, half the time before I even get to just to the end of describing what exactly was, I start realizing, Oh, okay. Okay. And then I go through the next steps and I can see it. Like, because I think it's like, I didn't realize that Gary, what an aha that it like slows everything down and brings Uh, it to a point. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. And I, I hate it because um, my handwriting is so bad. I'm such a fast person and I can't, I write, and so fast that you can't, nobody can read my writing. Yeah. And my hand hurts. Doing yeah, it. me too. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just don't have those muscles anymore that we yeah. had when we were kids. No, I never thought about that. Wow. Okay. 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 Next one. You are the creator of your reality. You are becoming a vibrational match to the authentic version of you. When you do this, you will discover your soul's purpose and you will live an effective and powerful life. 
However, until you process your limiting beliefs and understand that no one else can create in your reality, you will spend a bit more time discovering who you are not. You must remove your blame from others and also from yourself. They are not wrong and neither are you. You are all perfect as you are. Since you, are, since you and they are perfect, there is no use wishing you or they were different. You must accept yourself all others and your conditions as perfect in each and every moment. Wow. Um, yeah. So this is a thing Joshua talks about a lot lately is <clears throat> we're on an exploration to discover who we are as an aspect of source. That's what physical reality helps us do. And we can, we can explore who we are not, or we can explore who we truly are. So if we're in unworthiness and victimhood, you know, and fear, we're conducting this exploration around who we're not. And that's perfectly valid. That's what most people do. But some of us are getting to this point where now we are focused on who we truly are. And that exploration is far more exciting to us who are doing it. And and we're becoming more effective. Our talents are coming out more. Uh, We can see our life history and how this all led us here and how we were trying to, you know, emerge as who we truly are in the old approach of control and it never worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so this exploration of who we are, magnificent and limitless beings of pure positive love and acceptance, when you start just a little bit doing that, you start to uncover your soul's purposes, your soul's purpose, your, you find your passions, you get way more inspiration, you become yeah. highly effective, you live in the moment more. There's all these benefits to it. To you, um, Manifestation, positive manifestations happen constantly, and the flow of inspiration is almost overwhelming. Yeah. So I, I, I see this with you, Gary. Like yeah. When you first started the boot camp for yourself, it seems like you had this. It's kind of like an awakening in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally. So I had done five years of work um, before I channeled the boot camp, and then as I took the boot camp while I'm channeling it, I was like, you know, the pr- proverbial on the fence. I was ready to leap over to discover who I truly was. And yeah. when I when I went through that process, which is highly intense and and very engaging, and it mm-hmm. raises your vibration from one week to the next. When I got to week eight which reveals your soul's purpose. And my soul's purpose is to be a spiritual leader and teacher. I said, yes, that makes so much sense now. I can see it. I could never see it before. I always thought I was a student of Joshua. Now I realize that I have to emerge as a spiritual leader and teacher. Gary Bodley has to, Mm -hmm. in order for me to discover who I am. Joshua is just one aspect of of that whole process. But unless I engage it, so if I didn't engage it, we couldn't have the boot camp because the boot camp is 95% me, you know, right. one hour a week of Joshua, the rest wow. is me. And, oh, wow. and other people are understanding this too. Wendy's understanding it. Tracy's understanding it. A lot of the people are, are Melissa Alexander. Um, everyone's stepping into who they truly are and realizing that they're not just students anymore, that they're right. on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's big. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the main thing that you get out of this 
is you start seeing yourself from this higher perspective and really understanding what that is. Meaning we all know that we're limitless and magnificent beings of pure positive love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And as we see that in ourselves more and other people more, then we start this exploration of who we truly are. And so all these self-imposed limitations start to look ridiculous. I had this inspiration. (laughs) The reason that, that we got this Joshua house is so it'd be a place where people could gather and do Joshua stuff, right? And so we have one event in October just for boot camp people. And that's, um, you know, pretty much sold out. And then I had this inspiration to do a special abundance um, gathering over a weekend here. And so um, we got... We, you know, so the idea was take the first step because it was like a lot of fear, you know. It's a lot of organization. Are we, do we have enough time? Is anyone going to come? All the stuff, right? So I just said, let's make up a, a flyer of it so we had something visual. That was the first step. Let's check out to see if the Ben Breakfast across the street has all their rooms available for that weekend. We, so we picked this weekend where the rooms were available. And then... You know, then I molded over a little more. I didn't have any more inspiration. And then today the inspiration is to call it autumn or abundance. Yeah, autumn abundance, the autumn abundance, you know, gathering. And now I can see it all coming together, right? Right. And I'm ready for that inspiration. Yet it's it's still fearful. I still have fear around it. And I know that, well, what's the fear? The fear is all irrational. I'm not going to die. Who cares if only one person comes or no people come? It doesn't right. matter. Um, right. And I think, well, what about putting all that work together? You know, I got to put all the stuff. Goes, yeah, but, you know, I've written a full book in eight weeks. I can, right. And it's just going to flow out of me. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Right. So this is when you, when you start becoming, identifying yourself in this higher perspective, then the inspiration doesn't seem so crazy mm. because you know that, that it's not just you alone, it's the universe working through you mm. to create amazing things, amazing right. things. And the things that I've done in the last five years, there's been so many amazing things. Yeah. You know, and now with the new um, series with different channels talking about, you know, answering the same question. Yeah. You know, we did with Astrid and David and uh, Kimberly. It's, you know, that thing we couldn't even imagine happening a year ago. And it's just emerging and like it's super popular and really fun to do and yeah. completely new. No one's ever done that before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very so it's cool. So cool how all these things are coming through. But super the, cool. the first thing is you got to realize that you're the creator, not a victim because nothing's going to happen if you think you're a victim. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Imagine if you knew for sure that you could not become who you are authentically, who you authentically are without this manifestation event around Julie. This is the plain fact. This and all such manifestation events create the version of you that you are destined to become. If you understand this fully, you would completely appreciate Julie. You would thank her. You would love her. You would accept her as she is because she is allowing you to identify and process a lot of limiting beliefs. Thank God for Julie. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the thing. Imagine if you couldn't become this, this brilliant stand-up comedian you're destined to become, 
if you didn't have this horrendous yeah. bomb, yeah. you know, performance. Right. Right. Yeah. Without Julie interacting in this very situation, you could not ask this question at this time. You could not uncover and process your limiting beliefs at this crucial time. Thank God for Julie. <laughs> Julie is helping you along your path of self-discovery as so many people have in the past and as more people will in the future. Stop avoiding manifestation events and negative emotions and start appreciating them for the benefits and information they offer. Wow. Yeah, if you look at it from a different perspective, mm -hmm. that's this is what everyone, Abraham and everyone says. We intended yeah. to come here to expand in joy. And it's only our perspective that says manifestation events are bad that causes us to, you know, because we associate the negative emotion, we feel the negative emotions so much, you know, so intensely because we're sensitive. And then as people get older, they tend to avoid negative emotion rather than to move out of their comfort zone and to embrace whatever negative emotion could come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's the definition of joy is to see everything as, as for you, you know, all these manifestation events where we think, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It's to turn it around and be joyful. Woohoo. What are we going to do? Kind of thing. Because look, now we've got a whole new set of, of limiting beliefs to uncover yeah. or could be the same ones covering, covering a little deeper, but right. just that different perspective for me takes the weight off of it. I like yeah. That. It makes the negative emotion first, not personal. Yeah. And that helps a lot by, by not saying it means something of you that you feel this way, right? Right. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of us say, well, if we were better than we are, we wouldn't feel this negative emotion. That's not true. Yeah. We, we want to feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hide. And I like what you said there, Wendy, because, you know, joy is easy to experience if you're at a concert and you're having a great time and you're at a party or whatever, what, you know, where it's naturally joyful. Yeah. But, when, but the idea to look at anything happening in your life with joy and even a manifestation event, okay. you know, that's, a, that's an awesome skill to have. All right. So when you're at a concert, you are looking at the environment and the subject from the same perspective as your inner self. Right. Saying this is fun, right? Right. right. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with the manifestation event. You could say, this is fun. This is interesting. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that joy meditation, Joshua says, fun is joy, laughter is joy, interest is joy. Oh, you know, if you're interested yeah. in something, that's joy also. Yeah. And yeah. so you can ah. take that. See, I'm beginning to understand just how literal these non-physical beings are. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, interest. Okay, well, interest to me used to mean oh, it's something I want to look at. It's something I want to take a look at. Well, negative emotion wasn't something I wanted to take a look at before because right. it hurt, it felt bad. But now that I understand these teachings, I can look at negative emotion with interest because I have these tools. So right. it yes. starts to tie together in such a nice little package. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just us raising our vibration that we can we – can, we get more and more ready to absorb the information. Mm -hmm. But if you go back and just read any part of a perception of reality, all this stuff is there too. Oh, I know. Yeah. I just didn't get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Do, I keep that book by my bed, and it's like at night I'll read two or three pages and be like, 
wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blow my mind, you know? <laughs> okay, last paragraph. All right. So then, what are the limiting beliefs? Why must you process these limiting beliefs? If you are to become the true version of you that you have intended to be, then you must alter your set of beliefs about yourself, your work relationships, your power to create your own reality, and your idea around the subject of worthiness. If you process these beliefs, you'll move closer to the life you truly want. You'll expand. You will raise your vibration. There are so many benefits to be had. However, if you continue to, if you continue to play the victim and wish people were different, you will continue to be stuck in the old approach mm-hmm. to life. Yep. Anybody want to read the last part? Oh, I will. I will. Okay. Okay, yeah, Gary. With our love, we are Joshua. Whoa. <laughs> you totally went up to me the whole That was amazing. Man. Oh, I kind of feel bad. Fireworks. Boom. 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 <laughs> that was that was pretty so good. good. You'll have to come back next week and see if you can beat that. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, that was really good. Mike that you could drop. Yeah. <laughs> we are Joshua. Joshua. All right, you guys. That was fun. That was was that fun? Yeah. This okay. is probably the best podcast we've sure. ever done. Yeah. Like us three? Yeah, us three or actually any podcast ever in the history okay. of the world. Best podcast. No, this is the I'm gonna go a little further. Best yeah. conversation by Three humans in the history of the earth. Wow. Wow. No, no, no. Universe. Yeah. Universe. universe. In the whole universe? <laughs> multiverses. All the multiverses. So different dimensions too? Uh, all dimensions. Yep. Uh-huh. Us three. What does that mean all about us three? Best I mean, conversation of all that is. Yeah, we're we're is. damn powerful, I'd say. We're pretty special. special. I feel special yep. now. Yep. Good. <laughs> Right. We got that settled. <laughs> I keep thinking of the song Benny and the Jet. She's got multi- laser beams or whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. So we have, um, okay, I'm going to announce this now because okay. why not? Okay. This why may not? never. Autumn Abundance? Uh, Autumn Abundance Extravaganza. Extravaganza. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. People arrive on Friday, they leave on Monday. All accommodations in beautiful Newton, North Carolina. Uh, we have four guest rooms in this house. We have five guest rooms in the bed and breakfast across the street. So there'll be between 10 and 18 people. It's open to anyone who wants to come. It's wow. going to be highly intense, focused on abundance. Okay. So there'll be presentations. There'll be Joshua Live. There'll be meditations. There'll be all kinds of things going on. All food and wine is included. Wow. We're going to hunker down here. We're going to have lots of fun in the evenings and, and all cook. And it's going, we're going to release the flyer on this sometime during this week. As long as the bed and breakfast hasn't sold all those rooms yet. So we'll have to <laughs> check on that today, but we will. When is and, it happening? Uh, and uh, so it'll be the like September, uh, second week in September, the weekend after Labor Day. Also oh, before the other one. Okay. Yeah, so before the October event, which is just for boot camp people. Mm. But anyway, so it'll be very cool. It'll be powerful. It'll be this complete understanding of what abundance really is and how to tap into it and how we've been operating in resistance or in opposition to abundance. 
And I don't know the details yet because that's still to be written, but it's going to be unbelievable. I have this idea in my head or the, like this little download, this little preview of what it's going to be. So depending on the configuration of couples and stuff, it'll be between 10 and 18 people. Right on. Should be interesting. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, go to our Friends of Joshua Facebook group. Make sure you remember that. Check that. Things will be posted there. New boot camp is starting July 8th. Still time to get into that. In order to get into that, you must have a conversation with me. Push past your fears. These are fun conversations. We do it on Zoom. Uh, We record it so you can listen to it later. And it really takes you uh, somehow to identify this path you've been on, how you made it here, and where you're going, and to see if the boot camp is right for you. These are really fun conversations. Everyone enjoys them, and they're inspiring. And um, what else is happening? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, new series with uh, Joshua and Friends that's on the on this same channel here, which is the Law of Attraction Roundtable. Make sure that you, you know, follow this podcast. That's really important. Make sure you like it or give it good ratings or whatever. That'll really help us a lot. I, I appreciate that. More and more people are liking it and following it and it's getting very big. It helps us, you know reach more people and actually bring in new people uh, like other channels who might want to be part of this as well. So looking forward to big things happening this year. This is the year of great strides forward 2019. Mm -hmm. We're all moving forward. Mm -hmm. Last year was sort of a year of settling and balance and foundation building. And this is the year when we're all moving forward. So this is your year to move forward to who you truly are to discover your soul's purpose, to unlock true abundance and true freedom in your life. And you do that by listening to podcasts, watching the videos, reading the books, uh, interacting with us. And then when you're ready, the next step, maybe it's taking the free course. Maybe it's taking the boot camp. Whenever you're ready, we're there for you. And that's about it. That's about all I got. When you say it's your year, are you talking to me? All, or like, all of oh, us. Everybody else. Oh, okay. I thought you were just talking, talking just to me. me. Mark. Oh, I was all talking to Wendy? Oh. It's, it's all, all of us, our year of striding forward. What do we think okay. 2020 will be? The, the year of clarity? Oh, no, that's the uh, end of the world. Did I not mention that? Oh, get it now, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so we got to get all this done now. Before. Yeah, get it done now. Right. Get it done. <laughs> you didn't mention that, Gary, before. Oh, I wasn't supposed. Was I supposed to tell that? I'm not sure. Yeah, you were. Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't know anything just, else. Kidding. just kidding. Future. This is the thing. I, you know, if you just think about the future, the future changes in every single moment. Yeah. Well, we may have some momentum towards the future. But when we change that momentum, our futures change radically. This is why no one can forecast the future. That you could, in some general terms, say certain things, but no one can forecast the future. So don't don't buy too much into where your future is going to go because that can change anytime you make any decision to to release some resistance. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's how powerful we are. Past doesn't matter. Future doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is this moment. Are you having fun in this moment? Are you doing something exciting in this moment? Are you creating your future in this moment? Are you attracting wonderful things coming to you in this moment? Or are you 
focused on what's missing. We all tend to focus on that 2% of stuff that's missing and not the 98% that's fantastic. Yeah. Amen, brother. <laughs> Join us for Joshua Live on Mondays. It's open to anyone. It's fun to be in there. Joshua's going to crazy places. There's usually 20 or 30 people on that call. You can sit in the background and just listen, or you can ask your question. I think it's the, there's, so, there's more energy with more people. Yeah. So the more people that can join us, I think we can get 50 people on the call. Wow. And when that happens, that's going to be outrageous. We've been averaging like, what, 20, 25 people? Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting big. Okay, you guys, thanks for being here. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. All right, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.